y'all. Welcome to Truth's Table, Midwives of Culture for Grace and Truth with Akemini, Michelle, and Christina. How are y'all doing today? Ooh. Well, it's Friday. <laughs> I don't know what day it'll be when this drops, but it's <laughs> Friday right now. I know. I love a good Friday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Been a long week. Friday. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 No. How about I'm, you, Kimmy? I am good, y'all. I got up and went to the gym at 5 a.m. this morning. Okay. Like, that's. Oh, <laughs> that's my a, Lord. Okay. <laughs> that's a big accomplishment for me. That's. That's what we call a uh, a shiner right there. That's a superstar. That's right. Someone is getting the gold sticker today. That's I'm right. trying to get my life. I'm trying to get my life. So get a few I feel accomplished for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I will do that. I will Amen. do that. I will think of y'all next week. Thank you. Yes, think of us. Yeah. Oh, so you know what? Our listeners are thebomb.com. They are. And they have been showing us a lot of love yeah. thus far. Thank you. And so I, mm-hmm. I think that it would be good for us to uh, answer some of their questions. So I think we should dip into the Truth Table mailbag today. Yay. Yay. Yes. <laughs> and let's see. Let's see. Yes. So we want to, we want to, you know, answer some of your questions. It'd be a good chance for you guys to get to know us a little bit more. Uh, so... This first question that we received uh, came from Eric, and he wanted to know kind of some specifics about things that we're watching and movies and books that we read. Uh, But I think it would be helpful for us to think about maybe some some works that inspire us that have been forgotten, uh, that are often overlooked, maybe. Uh, And so you can answer the question however you want. But um, are there any any either works of art or books or music uh, that inspire you uh, or or have been overlooked that you think people should be uh, referencing. Uh, so I just kick that to any one of y'all to answer that. Yeah, well, one of the things that I have always loved, and I, I might be a minority, um, but I love watching gospel concert DVDs. Now that <laughs> is probably my parents' fault. Um, but we, we grew up either going to gospel concerts or buying VHS tapes. Y'all don't ask me my age, but that's take us us back into time. Pringle tapes, um, Mm. James Cleveland tapes, all of them, all of them. We have John P. Key tapes and probably my favorite recording of a gospel concert is from the seventies and it's the Clark sisters, the Hawkins family, James yes. Cleveland and three other groups all live on stage out west. Wow. They were in Cali and Detroit. <laughs> yeah, they did a Detroit tour and then a California tour. And it's just called Gospel. It's a DVD that Love I it. just looked it up a couple days ago. It's $14 on Amazon right now. It's called Gospel. And when I tell you that you want to know how we get down and, you know, quick plug, you want to know what's going to be like an LDR weekend? Um, <laughs> that's true go that ahead and true. buy go ahead and buy this go ahead and buy this not too many people know uh how amazing and how far back old school gospel goes and how the experience of current r&b really came from the gospel movements from the 40s through the 80s so i highly recommend that uh, as a watching and listening experience um the other thing that i've 
recently come across, and I'm just in shock that this isn't more well-known, is a website called unpaidlabor.com. And this has been so overlooked. This is a movement to see the stripe, one of the stripes in the flag of the United States turned black. And this movement is dedicated to the remembrance of the first 12 generations of African Americans who did so much for our country between 1607 and 1865 that we're still benefiting from it. Well, some of us are still benefiting from what these unpaid laborers did. Um, The contribution of these generations is the indispensable factor in the U.S. becoming the most successful nation in modern history. And this website goes through 30 different historians um, in high-ranked academic institutions, and they have something called the Unpaid Labor Manifesto, where we do away with the narrative of slavery as something that is uh, the thing we accidentally have to talk about or the thing that we just can't get past, but we begin to embrace the understanding that unpaid labor is the thing that made the United States and our overlooking it out of shame or unwillingness to face the truth is destroying our understanding of the black life stream, as Auntie Shirley put it, and all that the United States has drawn from it. So definitely check out unpaidlabor.com. It's more than thought provoking. It's unavoidable. I mean, you can't get away from, from these truths, these historically proven truths. Uh, They're really indisputable. So I love that website. And I'm really hoping to get these people to come present or maybe come on the show. Um, But yeah, those are two things. Gospel, the DVD, and unpaidlabor.com. That is great. Unpaidlabor.com. Check it out. And yeah, that would be great to have them on the show. Mm-hmm. That sounds really good. Um, what about you, Christina? Yeah, and no, I'm thinking about that that website. I'm like, oh, I'm going to check that out. Um, yeah, yeah, me too. Very, <laughs> yeah. Very, very cool. So I really like to know what is happening uh, or what has happened in the community where I'm living. And so right now I live in the city of Grand Rapids in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And to just know the narrative, right? What, you know, how did this city come to be? Like how um, it's, it's infrastructure, it's industries, it's, uh, it's, it's neighborhoods, it's communities, it's school systems, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And so I think it's important for us to know the narrative of where we happen to be, right? Instead of mm-hmm. kind of putting blinders on. And so there's an interesting book, for example, about the city where I'm living right now, written by um, Todd Robinson. It's called A City Within a City. It's um, the Black Freedom Struggle in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And so I would just encourage people to figure out what is the story of the city where you are um, as it relates to different communities, different um, people of color groups, for example. I also think it's important for us to have a good sense of, if you're in the United States, to know what are um, what are the native tribes that are associated with the city where you are, the state that you're in, um, who, who are, what you know, what are those indigenous people group names, right? So I think um, if we're walking um, 
through the cities that we're in and we're benefiting from what we see today, we need to we need to honor and recognize uh, the folks yes. um, who, on whose land that we're, we're on, to be quite frank. And so one of the folks that I like to read and hear from on this topic specifically is Mark Charles. Um, and yes, yeah, yes. So, and you can Mark. and you can check out his work at wirelesshogan.com, his website. Um, he does a lot of work around the doctrine of discovery and how the doctrine of discovery um, mm-hmm how it was used and developed in a way that uh, condoned and um, and really contributed to and emphasized the sense of race-based caste systems and yes. um, and really supported this belief system uh, for European Christians that they could take land of folks that they deemed to be savages, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. Not really evangelistic, y'all. So, um, <laughs> you know, um, but... Right, right, and 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 the perversion of the scripture to do that, the, um, and but but Mark's work does a really great job of showing how you know what happens in in history in the past doesn't just stop. It's, we're not in a vacuum. That's right. That's right. Those those historical um, experiences have webbed their way to our reality today, and it's embedded in our systems, our structures, our policies, our ways of being. And so, um, yeah, I, I think we owe it to the land we're, that we're on to learn about the indigenous people um, reflected in that land to, to find those communities, to honor them, to respect them, and to learn other information about um, the historical makeup of our cities. That's right. That's good. That is such oh, an yeah. important reminder. Amen. Because there's blood mm-hmm. in the ground, and it does cry out. Come on. So Come though, on. that book is uh, Todd E. Robinson, A City Within a City, mm-hmm. and wirelesshogan.com is uh, Mark Charles's uh, website. We love Mark Charles. We need we to have do. him on the show. We, we want everybody on the show. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. We want everybody on the show. Yes. Uh, I love, I love that y'all, I, I don't have a website y'all, okay, for today. Sorry. There was a theme here. I didn't get the memo. <laughs> it's all good. But yeah, good. I have, a thing about uh, going back to the basics, and so, um, and so, I think I would like to share today um, the books that I'm currently reading right now. Um, mm-hmm. The first is "All the Women Are White, All the Blacks Are Men, But Some, some of, of Us Are brave. brave." Amen. Black Women's Study. So this was edited by Gloria T. Hull. Patricia Bell Scott and Barbara Smith. So just going back to the fundamentals and um, reading about what black feminism is, what it looks like, and this is the seminal foundational work uh, for that. So if our listeners want to learn about that, you can buy this awesome book. They gonna be shopping today. (laughs) Yeah, I know, we said it. Amazon, you need to sponsor us. Come on. Can we get a discount at least? Can we get a little something? A little something, something. Uh, and then I am reading uh, Derek Bell's Faces at the Bottom of the Well. And so uh, The Permanence of Racism. So those two combined are uh, what I am reading currently. I think that sometimes we want to, I mean, there's a lot of great new work out there. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I don't know. So I have a thing about honoring elders, you know, and going back. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I just There's just a lot of wisdom mm-hmm. that we can glean from our elders and I, and so they've laid quite a, a foundation. You don't agree with everything in the book, but I think um, it, for me, it helps to frame 
a lot of my approach, you know, to Mm -hmm. anything regarding gender um, and racism and and the work that I do. So those are the books that I'm currently reading that are spurring me on. Uh, And of course, reading, you know, the word, but we'll get to that actually. Uh, So yeah. So I mean, Michelle, what do you have? What did you pull out the bag? (laughs) Yeah. So first of all, we have so much love going on with um, our reviews, our, the quick notes that people send um, the funny little reminders of how crazy we are and quotes that we didn't know we said. I know. Um, I don't know what I'm saying. Right. Oh, God. There are currently oh, no. two drinking games happening. One with us right. laugh. How many times we laugh and how many times we say that's real. Um, yes. And there's another one happening where people are like, uh, Christina is clearly about therapy. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Because, hey, the saints need therapy. Stop lying. Thank you. Oh, that's a fact. That's a Go fact. ahead and take a shot. She said it, y'all. She I said mean, it. It's <laughs> Oh my gosh. That so, is I'm really loving those things. And I wish there was a way we could read some of them. But, you know, I don't know how we get down with slang or what we got to bleep out. Um, but it's all <laughs> love. It's all love. Uh, two we'll honorable mentions. <laughs> That's right. We'll find a way. Two <laughs> honorable mentions on things that we highly recommend. One is Onyx Box for beauty. Ladies, y'all have got to grab this subscription yes. box. There's, oh my goodness, Shea Moisture shows up in there. Um, there are multiple different um, blushes and eyeliners and eyeshadows. So I don't know if Eric wants this or maybe he does. So, But it didn't really correspond with his question. But I do... <laughs> Ain't no way three black women gonna get up here and not talk about some hair products. Come Come on on. now. Right. And y'all know when they say natural colored foundation, and and, and don't none of it match. Okay. So Onyx, right. Onyx box is going to help you out, um, black women in the beauty struggle. and Noir Reads. Noir Reads is a Black-owned book subscription. So if you're like, I'm not about to buy these books from Amazon, then you need to get a subscription box from Noir Reads and support Black-owned business. Um, they yes. will send you a box of books every month. And I seriously, it's on my wish list to start subscribing. Um, so those are two honorable mentions. So our next question is about how we decide what engagements to take, speaking engagements, or even offers to write and publish our thoughts. I'm really interested in this question about the habits that we form in our work and the particular ways in which we prepare ourselves to do what we do. What are some things like who we talk to, um, what are the different contexts we find ourselves in, where we find ourselves most suited to speak, to offer our opinion. And I really like the opportunity to discuss this because I find myself saying, oh, someone's inviting me to speak on something. I'll study up and have an answer for everything, but I know that's not wise. And I've actually entered into different situations in which I haven't learned enough about who's inviting me or who Mm -hmm. I should trust. And you end up either feeling ambushed or actually getting ambushed by people who really invite you somewhere to just correct you. You know, it's really surprising the manner in which these things fall into place. This happens for me since I'm not publishing my thoughts 
I'm getting interviewed a lot. So in different interviews, you're sometimes caught off guard by a question that can be more corrective than inquisitive. Uh, It's more, I guess, I hate to say condescending than sincere, but sometimes condescension is, it does speak really loudly and sincerity just is not there. So how do you guys determine where you're going to speak? And, and also, I know you both have taken opportunities that are challenging and you're intentionally moving into spaces where your voice might not normally be welcome. And then how do you determine where or how you're going to publish your thoughts, who's inviting you to write and to speak, and how do you work out, you know, what, where you're offering your voice? Ooh, yeah, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm glad that uh, that question was sent to us because mm-hmm. I think it's important for people to understand, you know, our process. So for me, uh, any, when, when, why don't I start with speaking engagements? So mm-hmm. when it comes to speaking engagements, I always pray mm. before I give an answer. And so um, so whoever is sending an inquiry uh, for whatever conference or engagement or seminar, mm. I'm always ask the, um, the person who's inviting me if I can take, you know, depending on, say, say it's like a, a month away, I'll see if I can get maybe a couple of days, you know, to pray about it and mm-hmm. to see, and to seek wisdom too, you know, from um, my, my community, people who love me, um, uh, on whether it's wise for me to take an opportunity or not. Um, so that's the first thing for me. And so, so I yeah. pray and then, and see what thus says the Lord. Um, and then I either say yes, or I say no. Um, and, and so, and, and even with the writing, when it comes to write, well, I guess, and here's the other thing, when it comes to speaking engagements, I'm also not just praying, but I'm factoring in who's the audience, who is mm-hmm. asking me to speak. Um, are they going to pimp my voice? Uh-oh. Are they going to uh, seek to undermine, as mm-hmm. you've alluded to, mm-hmm. uh, Michelle, or are they really wanting, are, are they, do they really want me to exercise my full agency right. or do they want me to be, you know, a mouthpiece to parrot their own talking points, you right. know, because right. that, I don't do that. And so, and so mm-hmm. I have to really control, um, uh, you know, uh, I, I got to be able to con- have full agency and full mm-hmm. control over uh, my ministry, obviously, um, that, which is submitted to Christ, right? So it's That's not right. just me going ham here or re- renegade, <laughs> you know, like, come on, you know, but uh, so so that's big, you know, for me. So I'm kind of yeah. like, wait a minute, if I join up with you guys and I have to think about the atmosphere, where am I going? Absolutely. Like, if you're asking me to talk to a room full of white evangelical pastors, male mm-hmm. pastors, that's actually a very dangerous, I'm going to be very honest, that can be a very unsafe space for me Yeah. as wow. a single black woman wow. who does anti-racism work. And in my work, I center the marginalized. And I, so what I do is I call people to enter in, mm-hmm. you know, to the world, you know, of, of black people and of Native Americans, of, you know, uh, whatever group that's marginalized. So for, for that 20 minutes, for that 30 minutes, I'm calling you I'm bringing you into our world um, yeah. and, and, and decentering them, you know, so that can be hard for people to sit through. And oh so, and, and, and people have come up to me. I've had some very precarious situations that I've been in mm-hmm. um, even just recently. Oh, uh, yeah. People just have a very visceral response to uh, whatever I deliver, you right. know, and it's right. and the stuff that I deliver. It's not necessarily my opinions. It actually 
everything is rooted in a biblical, theological, That's and systematic right. framework. Because y'all know how I do. I don't play that stuff. That's right, right. I mean, I'm very precise. <laughs> but even then, right? You're precise. We like a Kimini. She don't play. It's got to be sharp. It has that's to be right. right. You know, so... <laughs> so you know, so, but you know, that's it. You know, truth does divide. And so, you know, so that's I understand right. that, but I have, I have to, I have to calculate all of that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then I got to make sure that they paying me too. Okay. Cause I'm not going to be able to just, you know, get my thoughts for free. So, and that's probably another episode that needs to be talked about really. Um, because yeah, we yeah, we I think we have to talk about that. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that, that's what I do with my speaking engagements. Writing is kind of similar. Uh, so for me, writing comes up like there's literally three articles in my mind that I need wow. to get out on paper. Okay. But I haven't done it yet, but I am going to. All right. Uh, but so, so, so article ideas just come to mind, mm-hmm. you know, or sometimes they're they're inspired by a thread that I did on Twitter. And I try yeah. to keep that to a minimum so people don't jack my stuff. And so, but, <laughs> but you know, so I try to, you know, so I need to write more, tweet less, right? Mm-hmm. And so... Okay. Uh, so, so there's that. Okay, now, so that'll that, tweet. That'll tweet. Yeah. See, now y'all getting into my, you know, my, my vices now. And so, <laughs> uh, so there's that. And then now the publication. Now this is really important because mm-hmm. I need to make sure I'm not gonna be linking up with um an with an organization or a publication That's that right. is antithetical to my anti-racism ministry, That's right? right. That's so there was right. a time I wrote an article, I'm not putting out names out there, okay. you know, but I wrote an article <laughs> okay. and I learned that the powers that be threw their weight behind Trump. And I learned that, mm. I mean, like fully endorsed, like, oh, no. yeah, this is our man. And I was like, oh, heck no. Nah. To the nah nah nah, I can't do it. <laughs> so I just was like, uh, to the nah nah nah. So I, I had to pull it. You know, I had to pull that one out because I was like, mm, this is not gonna work. Right. You know, and I took a pay cut on that that um, article. You know, mm-hmm. and I put it with another publication that wasn't doing that. Mm-hmm. And so, so for me, I need to know where are the allegiances here, or are they explicitly mm-hmm. stated? I just have to be wise about where. I'm putting, you know, uh, my publications and stuff. So, so that's kind of my process. I hope that's helpful. Yeah, yeah. that is good to know. Oh, that's, that's really good stuff. Um, so what is, so what's my discernment process, right? Is I think that's Mm -hmm. what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So my general approach to life (laughs) is kind of, is, (laughs) I, I, I tend to really, I, I try to manage fear. So wow. that's a question that I, I'm always asking myself. What am I afraid of? What are others afraid of? Like, where is the fear in this? So we can't have fear in love. So I try to, I'm trying to move in love, yeah. which means I'm always trying to manage mm-hmm. fear. So, mm. or at least recognize it, be honest about it, right? So, I, so but for the most part, I am, I'm, I'm fairly open to a whole host of spaces. Typically, I am invited um, into spaces that are fairly friendly. So some of what you all described, I haven't had that overtly happen, uh, at least that I'm aware of. I could just be clueless, you know. But I don't think I've, I don't think, you know, there's all that's possible to you know. Sometimes you just don't know what you don't know yet. Um, but for the for the most part, clueless is not. You are not clueless. Okay? I was gonna say I'm laughing. Come so on now, because you come on now. Clued in person. You the most right. 
I mean, this sister reading the Matrix, we didn't even know we was in. For real. Come on, Christina. Hey, that's, but that's hey, cool. Hey, that's cool. All, all the states got blind spots. All the states got blind spots. But but um, <laughs> but so so with that being said, for the most part, I'm usually eager to 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 give and to learn. Now that's probably one of the things that's really important to me. Am I coming into a space where I have something that would be helpful to contribute? So I don't really like to place my voice into spaces where I don't think it's helpful. Um, okay. So right. you know right. I you know I'm just I'm not trying to talk just to talk. Um, mm-hmm. I recognize that communication is probably one of my top strengths. It's been well well mm-hmm. affirmed, but just because something is yeah. your strength doesn't mean <laughs> doesn't mean you need to sprinkle it everywhere, Uh-oh. right? Um, oh, say it. And to be honest, the more that something is your strength, the more you need to be wise about it, right? So mm-hmm. so, so I'm always thinking, like, do I have something that's relevant to share that I can use to speak into this situation? Is it going to be truthful and beneficial? And is it going to point to Jesus? You know, like, that's those are the kind of things I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. And um, I like to be in spaces where... Uh, there's a diversity of people, you know? Um, so I, I'm in Christian higher education right now, but this is my first experience in a Christian higher ed context or any Christian professional context, period. I'm usually one of few believers in a, in a space that I'm in. And I actually, I thrive in those spaces because I enjoy uh, diversity right. of thought and philosophy and, um, and learning about other people's backgrounds. So so I, I accept invitations oftentimes for the purpose of me learning, of, of, of for me to grow. Um, now, the other thing I, I think I use to try to, to guard myself a little bit is that um, I jokingly tell, especially women, that you need to keep a few no's in your back pocket. Um, All right. All right. <laughs> you just need to have them ready because I think sometimes, you know, it's considered not being nice. You know, there's this, this obsession with niceness, particularly as it relates to women. Mm. And so... Um, when I get offered these opportunities, I'm always, I, I just want to be candid. I want to be honest. I want to be true. And mm-hmm. I, I reserve the right to say no. And I also reserve the right to say no and not to have to give an, a reason why. Um, I can, well, I can just say no. Um, so, so, those, so those things. So, so that's, I think, a, a bit of the mentality that I take into um discerning opportunities and I have a spouse who's really wise I mean I love my husband dearly um, and we are very different people and so uh, I can run something by him and get a very different perspective very thoughtful perspective and um, so that, that that's a blessing to me I think that people have to tangibly uh, we, we are um, we submit to Christ but that looks like submission to actual people, <laughs> right? Wow. Right. Wow. So I, I can think about, you know, uh, pastors or religious leaders who are like, you know, just follow me as I follow the Lord. You know, and I'm like, but yeah, but who do you submit to? Because that's really important to me. So come on. So, so I so because of that, I'm always thinking, OK, who are the actual physical people <laughs> that, that right. speak into my life that that I know that I need to say, wait a minute, I need to respect these words. This brother or sister has something uh, good to say to me or good for me. And so I'm making sure that I'm that I am um, respecting the different voices of believers that the Lord has put around me by hearing them on a variety of things in my life. So. So long answer, but that's what it is. So also also in this truth bag, we have a question from Kelsey. And Kelsey would like to know from us, ladies, um, a little bit about our, I think, self-care practices, our self-care habits, how we set up boundaries, um, 
yeah, our mindset, all of these things that help to, to kind of shape us or prepare us to do what we think uh, the Lord has called us to do, has called us into our vocation. So who'd like to take that one first? I'll do it. Oh, yeah, I know. I don't have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> don't do what Michelle does. <laughs> That's right. Do not follow me as I... You see, Michelle, don't be like Michelle. Look at that. Do the opposite of that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you know what? Y'all, okay, so you you guys know I just graduated from seminary. I mean, it'll be almost a year mm-hmm. in May. So while in seminary, you know, they have you read everything but the Bible. Just, yes, the Bible. <laughs> and so, so you're reading clapping right now. Oh, my gosh. That's just true. What this one had to say about the word, and oh, this yeah. one had to say oh, yeah. about this is right. like, yeah, yeah, right. it takes you so far away from the word of God. Right. I mean, it's just sad, right? Um, right. so, <laughs> so in some ways, I'm, I'm still detoxing from that that mm. mentality. Um, but while in seminary, I made a made it a practice of uh getting up in the morning at 6 a.m. I had always kind of been an early riser, say mm-hmm. I had class at like 8 30, so I get up at six. And, um, and I would get up and pray. And so I would read through the Psalms though, to begin my day. So I would go start with Psalm one and go all the way through, you know, uh, until, you know, I finished the book and then start again. So I've been doing that for, uh, I think I did that like halfway through my seminary experience. Um, so I, so anyway, so I've been doing that for maybe four, maybe two and a half to three years now. Uh, mm. so that's, that's my, my thing right now. I'm on, I was on Psalm 34 this morning actually. Mm. Um, and so I just, so tomorrow's 35 we just keep going. Mm. Uh, so that's something I do. And then of course I worship, you know, um, after that and I pray, you know, so that is every day. I do that. And then um, what else do I do? And then for self-care, I work out. And you see, I'm trying to get back on my workout routine, people. Help me pray for us. Keep going, it, girl. Pray for me. Because <laughs> I had fallen off. I, I fell off like in Jan- like mid-January, and now I'm getting back on the train, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do, I do that. Uh, I talk to my girls, Christina and Michelle, okay? Yay. Help me. Keep me sane. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> um, and then I also, I lead um, small group That's at good. my church. Okay. And I love, love, love my church community. They give mm-hmm. me life. They prayed me through seminary. They prayed me through every trial and yeah, tribulation. The They've been there for the ups and downs. You know what I'm saying? They, they are there. They support me um, in my, in my work. Uh, I mean, I can really pour out my heart to them. Cry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, in, in anger or in happiness. And say, I mean, they are just there. And I don't know, there's nothing like the body of Christ. When you're in mm-hmm. a solid pl- place with the saints, oh, nothing mm-hmm. can really beat that. So so I would say, so not forsaking the fellowship of believers, you know, and we'll, we will talk about that later on. But, but yeah, so being like my church community has been huge for me. Prayer, of course, um, and also serving. So serving as um, a small group leader is something that uh, has been really helpful for me. Um, yeah, I, I think that's, for me, that's about that. Of course, I love to, well, kind of broke, but I do love to shop. You know, vintage <laughs> shopping is my thing. You know, so every now and then, sometimes I'll pick up a little doll or something. You know, come on now. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, and you know what? It just 
doing my hair. Like today is wash hair, wash day, you know? So I got I to gotta do my hair today. You know, the, like things like that. It's a labor of love. Sometimes I don't like doing it. But, but you know, so things like that, just very basic, simple things. And then I love to Netflix and chill. Chill with Jesus, y'all. Chill with okay, Jesus. Okay, yeah, make it plain. <laughs> Or the homies, okay? So, so yeah, so that's that's really what my self-care habits look like. Not that deep, but, you know. Yeah. What about you? For, oh, go ahead. Um, just real fast, let me insert that there, there are so many factors to self-care, and there are so yeah. many different personality types. Sure. And you can 100% yeah. read this as self-defense language also. <laughs> that's okay. But I think it's really... <laughs> we love you. <laughs> really important for for people to know that um, so many folks who feel attracted to or have a real addiction problem to working and or serving Mm. or are suffering under the feeling that they are called and it may be a holy call to a lifetime of suffering in places where they may never fully be attended. That's a real call. And I yeah, want to speak yeah. to our listeners sure. who I, I am not in. I am not in near the space that some of uh, the people I know might be listening to us. I'm not in um, that much of a related space for people who feel the call to suffer in the spaces in which they labor. But I mm-hmm. do have a similar experience of being called to suffer in the labors that I do. So for instance, the dangerous spaces that Akimini brought up, being surrounded Mm -hmm. by people who have a certain Mm. political bent, who have a particular uh, spiritual presumption um, that that isn't quite fitting with the welcoming of marginalized voices. I I am called to suffer in those spaces. And that means that my self-care is done by people who care for me. That means Mm -hmm. that um, my self-care is Mm -hmm. squeezed down into moments of someone just stopping me and hugging me, and I don't have time for much else. That means that my self-care sometimes comes from the sacrifice of my spouse, of my parents, of my friends. And I want to encourage all the people listening to us who are in spaces in which, like Ezekiel, if you step out of your call, it will be your fault when the Lord comes to discipline those people you're ministering to. So you got to stay in that struggle and that struggle might be what you feel like it's wasting you away, but the Holy spirit is there and the Holy spirit is teaching you that no is as holy as yes. The Holy spirit is teaching you that in the midst of a storm, there is a pillar of fire leading you through to the promised land. The Holy Spirit is teaching you on the 40 years of walking around in the desert that God ain't left you. And it's some manna going to fall from the sky, baby. You, you are, you are post liberation and don't, don't Mm -hmm. mistake the liberation that you have experienced uh, it, it it has happened. And just because you might have to wander in the desert for a while with the 10 other spies who did not want to go into the promised land and you stuck with these jokers, God is going to turn them into your brothers and sisters. So if you're looking at the giants and saying we can take them by the spirit of God and the rest of the people in your surveillance party or in your spy camp, if the rest of the people around you, it seems like they disagree, stay in the fight. Self-care is attached to you whether you want it to be or not. 
because the Lord is going to soothe you and he going to stop you. And that's sadly, that's been my story. But I do want to share with those people who have a similar narrative. (laughs) (laughs) But it's important to submit to the voices like my sisters at this table. It's important for me to submit to their voices and to say, y'all definitely clearly the experts compared to this foolish (laughs) simpleton over Uh, (laughs) And still, some of my self-care is involved in taking the time away from my work to sit here, do this podcast, and to actually feel renewed by the experiences of people that I have a natural tendency to go, oh, that's not, oh, that's, I don't, I don't agree with that. That's dumb. The Holy Spirit is telling Mm. me, even as they speak, Mm. no, this is what you need to practice. So I just, just a quick encouragement to somebody. That's good. That's good. And I, I love that you said that a no is just yeah. as uh, holy as a yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is so good. Um, because I, I, I often say that, you know, yeah. boundaries protect what is sacred. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it, boundaries remind us that we're finite uh, and that we need mm-hmm. God and that we can do nothing apart uh, from, from God. You know, mm-hmm. so, so, I, so I'm just glad that this podcast is a part of your self-care, Michelle. Because uh, <laughs> I know you're not, you know, a self-care person per se, yeah, but I'm glad that this is this and you're honest about it and self-awareness is key so I'm, I'm just so glad to hear that but yeah um so yeah so what about you though see what what what, how, what do yeah, you come on how do you tell i know you know she's gonna take yeah yeah she's gonna preach come on and preach the self-care oracle <laughs> the self-care oracle well you know so well, okay. So the way I think about self-care is I look at the mm-hmm. life of Jesus. And so, and, and people might hear that and they might think like, what? You know, Jesus goes to the cross and has this uh, bloody death. And um, so that cannot mm-hmm. be your model of self-care. But I would say that what we see in Jesus is um, self-care for the purpose of strategic mm-hmm. self-sacrifice. And um, we are we are called to sacrifice, to give ourselves up. Absolutely. We are to follow Jesus for Christians. And so so we're going to we're going to have uh, experiences, seasons, journeys, really long journeys at time of that very thing. But we can use self-care so that we can be wise about those strategic moments of self-sacrifice. So when we look at the the New Testament, we see Jesus. being strategic about uh, slipping away. Um, We see him after fasting, we see his body being taken care of with meals, right, and being ministered to by angels. Um, We see a a real attentiveness Mm. to the humanity of Jesus by the care of of Jesus's physical body. This is the same physical body that would be that would be shredded Mm -hmm. on the cross. So you got to think about that. But that body needed to be cared for. It needed to be intact. It needed to live until the appointed time for it to die. And so, so when we think of, yeah, so I, so we, so we know we got an appointed time to die and we are dying to self constantly and we're picking up our cross and we're following Christ and we're sacrificing on the behalf of, of, uh, of neighbors and enemies. Um, if we're following biblical, the biblical, uh, text, right. Um, but with that being said, um, it's just important for us to think about this. There's an ebb and flow to these things. And so some of my self-care practices are, they're pretty simple. Like I, I wish I was like a Kimini and I was getting up at the crack of dawn and working out. Hey, that's only um, happening for two days. Let's just see what happens. That's not happening. 
hey, that's, that's, that's still impressive. I received that. Um, so th- that's not what it looks like. It's it's probably me practicing some mindfulness. I'm a big fan of you know mindfulness meditation. Um, and I know I know there are some Christians who hear like the words mindfulness or they think of like yoga and like they're they're freaked out. What I would tell them is that what I what I think that we're called to do is to be fully present in the moment, okay. and that is mindfulness. Um, it, it's it's being still, and in my sense, it's being still and knowing that God is God. Right. Um, And that is what being mindful is about for me. And so when I wake up, the um, the very first thing that I do when I open my eyes, I'm still laying in the bed is I say a prayer of gratitude. So that's how I start my day is uh, through a prayer of gratitude. I try to be present and mindful with my family and my children. Um, I try to. have my my pocket full of nose when I need to say strategic right. nose, <laughs> right? Um, those are some of the, the things that I do to practice self-care. I love, to, I, I really enjoy eating good food. Um, I, I enjoy, you know, laughing. Like I find reasons to laugh multiple times a day in the midst right. of, of any situation. I think laughter is a gift from the Lord to us. And I, I'm convinced, you know, I would, I'm waiting for somebody to do a, a whole theological textbook on the humor yeah. of God. Um, because I, because I think it's a real gift to his, to God's people. And I think we need to really, uh, cultivate that and, 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 uh, sit with that longer and longer. So self-care is through laughter, eating good food, prayers of gratitude from the time I open my eyes, uh, and through pockets uh, during the day and practicing that is mindfulness. So good. I'm, thank you so much for breaking down what mindful meditation, um, means for you. Cause I think we really do. Our generation, I think does struggle with being fully present, you know, because we're always so attached to our uh, smartphones. And I'm guilty. Hello. Um, I'm guilty. We have a lot yeah, going yeah, on. And so uh, I think that for me is convicting. And I'm like, ooh, I need to try to add that into my own routine. So uh, thank you so much, uh, y'all, for sharing your, your self-care habits, opening up your lives, telling us, you know, what you're reading and so that our listeners can get to know us a bit more. Uh, so I hope that our listeners really enjoyed this uh, episode of us dipping into the Truth uh, Truth Tables mailbag. We are going to hopefully do this, you know, periodically uh, throughout uh, the podcast so that we can, so you can get a pulse on what the listeners are asking of us. So please feel free to send us more questions if you have them and we can, uh, you know, get them ready for the next one that we decide to do. So Thank you all so much for taking a seat at the table with us this week. Please, let's keep the conversation going. Send us some of your self-care habits and some of your own spiritual disciplines so that we can learn from one another. Uh, uh, Let us know what self-care means to you and and how you practice it in your daily life. So uh, use the hashtag truthstable. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at truthstable or email us your thoughts at asktruthstable at gmail.com. Our producer for this episode is Joshua Heath. Our executive producer is Bo York. And special thanks and love to the Reformed African American Network and Pottery Studios. We have been your hosts, Kemini, Michelle, and Christina. We will see you soon at the next Truths Table. Bye, y'all.